go, let's go, let's go. Welcome to another episode of Beer Rap and Banter with your boys, Martinelli and Kante. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, go on, Kante. You feeling like slipping up today? Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like winning another Premier League title, you know, how, how we do over here. We back to that <laughs> soon enough. So, uh, for our regular listeners, you know what, I'm going to send a shout out to all of our regular listeners because you guys are beautiful, man. I notice we get regular, consistent numbers. So, there's people who've probably been locking in from day dot and you're still locking in now over lockdown. So, I just want to shout out to all of you guys, man. Really appreciate you. Even though you guys are a bit shy and you don't want to jump on the social media, you don't want to do the retweets and the likes and all of that. It's, it's all love, man. It's all love. We love you guys. Thanks for, for locking in, man. Um, and um, yeah, our regular hosts are unavailable. You might have seen on the socials we put out uh, a tweet at Insta about Ben English and uh, the birth of his child. You know, congratulations to Ben. He's now made it to fatherdom. That's right, man. Shout out to you. Big man ting, new stage in life. So obviously, you know, I told him, you know, look, man, you can't be a deadbeat dad, innit? You got to do what you got to do. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's unavailable for today uh, because, you know, I. Uh, the missus and the baby have come home from the hospital and so you know he, he's doing a he's doing his big daddy cane thing right now holding down the family that's a beautiful thing that's probably the best reason why someone shouldn't be about because they're looking after their family you know um ash uh i think he's he's got another family thing that he's doing as well um but I think he's a, you know, I think he's out with Mumsy today doing something with his mum or something, you know. No snitching, but I guarantee he's breaking coronavirus laws out here, bro. Pretty, listen, no snitching. Well, that's what Boris wants. He wants you to snitch. I heard Sadiq Khan on the radio the other day, and he said, "Yeah, don't think of it like snitching or tattletaling or dobbing someone in. You know, <laughs> you, you just gotta do what you gotta do." I'm like, no, man, that's snitching, Sadiq. You want everybody out here snitching. Be real about it. Go on the next time you're on the radio. Go on the radio and say, look, I want you lot to be rats. Be snitches. Yeah, own it. Stand behind. Stand behind those words. Say, look, be rats. Be snitches. Dob them in. Grass them up. That's what you got to do. Yeah? Like, this is a public service announcement, though. There's nothing wrong with snitching, everyone. Uh, Hell. Hell. We need to stop this this myth. Tell me. Hell, this is the same community that will get upset with, oh, police don't solve no crimes. What happened to this murder? We're, 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 like, if, if the community don't actually speak out about certain things, it's a myth. It's a myth. Imagine, want, imagine wanting results but not willing to share any information about anything you may have seen. Police don't just, can't just Harry Potter some clues up and just be like, okay, there's eyewitnesses. No one wants to come forward. Guys, That's what my tax money goes towards, man. Towards them being uh, Harry Potter and doing no, some actual bro. police work, not if having to rely on us. Work is to knocking do the doors and coming with information, bruv. Look, man. If someone was, to, if someone was to steal your car, I guarantee you, you want your neighbours to come step forward. Look, man, if, if if everybody's policing themselves, if everybody's snitching up the place and and handling everything ourselves, what the hell do we need the police for? We just need a flipping a porter to come and take them away and put them in a cell. We've already done all the police work ourselves. I want police to investigate. Investigate, do a good, solid investigation, collect your facts, collect your evidence, and then move. You know so what I mean? there's no evidence, but everyone saw it, they should just stick to the evidence. And not oh, that's, a, that's an eyewitness account, isn't it? That's evidence. That's, so that's a snitch. <laughs> eyewitness is a snitch, no? Uh, yeah, technically, yeah. Damn. 
Damn, snitching guys. is a complicated snitching is a complicated is a complicated subject, man. Because, like, you know, like when you was a kid, if somebody tattletailed, yeah, that was never seen as a good thing, was it? It was like your tattletale, your tattletale, and and it feels horrible. Like if 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 somebody grasped on you, snitched on you, tattletailed, and you wouldn't like it. I know you might think, well, you shouldn't have been doing anything wrong in the first place. Okay, I hear that. But sometimes, like, minding your own business is a thing. I think when you promote snitching, you promote you promote people being kind of, like, poking their nose around where they don't belong. And, and you know, it causes problems. I believe that minding your business is a way to kind of have a peaceful life. Yeah. But when you go kind of, it's almost like looking for trouble, isn't it? Looking for something. Sometimes people can get things wrong. Things can get misconstrued. They can think that they're snitching on someone, but actually they're just destroying somebody's life because they got the total wrong end of the stick. Or sometimes somebody can be doing something that's not even a big deal. You know, like I always use the example of smoking weed. Yeah. Right. Yes, it's illegal. You shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. But you snitch on somebody smoking a spliff. Like, uh, how much harm are they really doing? Like, there's worse, there's a lot worse things in the world that you could be reporting on, you know? Like, obviously, if there's, uh, like, an assault, like, if there's, like, somebody's getting physically beaten up or if, if uh, you know, like a rape or, or a murder, like some like a burglary, somebody's breaking in, there's serious crimes where I can say, oh, an eyewitness is important now. But for these little petty things, like... Mind your business, innit, man? Boy, everything's petty to someone, boy. Do you want to live in a world where everyone's, like, peeking through their curtains and, and looking out for somebody to try and snitch on somebody? We all, first of all, we already do live in that world because um, there's certain communities where people were telling no matter what. There's only certain communities that see snit, uh, sorry, uh, snitching as this major, oh, my God, you don't do that. And it's the same communities who are very anti-snitching who are very, you know, upset when things don't get solved. You guys play the game at some point, boy. And this whole stitching, oh, we have something minor. Uh, yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. But to say, say just don't snitch, that's a blanket nonsense statement, bro. It's impossible. Because, listen, if some, there's certain things, if I see, I'm telling. Yeah, I mean, I've already said that, you know, like, serious serious crimes i get that but you know if somebody's like double parking student a stupid place just petty crimes there's certain there's certain petty like what you said about smoking weed certain petty petty things that's like you know what that that all right cool whatever but if it starts bringing to like bringing the wrong crowd brings a bunch of flipping youngers who are running the block shutting it up on the ends it's like, oh, now I've got, now I've got to walk my son to school during all this, man. Why am I walking my son through to school or to nursery and all I can smell is weed through, through the streets? Because these are loitering outside the front gates. Okay, I now I totally get your perspective because now you're talking about something that started off as petty and then it's progressed into, um, let's say, it's affecting the neighbourhood in a negative way. So where it started off with one guy just burning a zoo by himself maybe he's in his back garden just bunning a zoo right and you're like all right i'll mind my business 
but now like he's calling his brethren over and people are actually hanging around outside his house people are bundling as you on the way to his house walking around the corner and there's just loads of people just in your area now and and it's making you feel a certain way and you don't want this behavior to continue I, you, you got a case for snitching now, ain't it? You got a case. Um, yeah. You got a case. I, I, there's, you know, I'm a person that will always listen to reason, and I see that you've you've put forward a strong reason as to why somebody could or maybe should switch snitch. Um, me, obviously, me personally, that kind of thing isn't going to be that big of a problem for me. Somebody wants to walk around. Personally, I think because it is currently illegal in this country. Obviously, in other countries, it isn't. But in this country, it is illegal to smoke um, cannabis. So I think if you're going to do it, then you should be discreet about it. You know, and whatever someone chooses to do in their own home is their own business. If you end up with police knocking on your door saying, you know, we've had reports that somebody is, is smoking marijuana in, in this premises. I think that's harsh, man, because you should be able to do whatever you want to do in your own home. Um, but if you're saying it's it's a problem that's affecting society you know now there's loads of people congregating and they're all smoking weed and they're all walking around and this has become like like hamsterdam from flipping the wire remember hamsterdam yeah you know what i mean so if you've got a hamsterdam popping up on your doorstep um then you're gonna snitch on you like you know i don't have kids and stuff like that so I'm not going to be looking at it from that perspective of safeguarding. Um, whereas, you know, that's what it sounds like you're doing. You're thinking, no, oh, I might be walking my kid to school and I've got to walk past Hamsterdam. You're taking the piss. Now, you know what it is for me? It's, it's more the fact that I'm not going to villainize snitches for telling on actual villains. Imagine telling on villains and being villainized. Uh, like, whatever in it. Like, the, the culture of, of, of uh, almost like threaten to shun people who snitch. The thing is, in this country, I don't think we have that culture of villainizing snitches. We've, I think we very much, most people are. Like, most people will. I think even Pharrell did a video recently. Uh, Currently in Ilford, it's four degrees and partly cloudy. Oh, thanks for that. Didn't know that it was cloudy around here. Um, not like I've got windows. But anyway, um, yeah, I think Pharrell did a video where he was like on someone's podcast or something maybe and he said yeah he will snitch like he's a civilian and he doesn't care like he will snitch he will call the police um i think even chris rock did a, a stand-up recently um well i think it was like 2018 but there was like a director's a cut a director's extended cut was released recently and chris rock covered the topic of snitching you know he said you know as as a as a black man, he feels conflicted, like, because as a black man, he's like, you know, fuck the police, man. I'm not calling it, talking to the police. But then as somebody who owns property, he's like, yo, if somebody breaks into my house, first thing I'm doing is I'm calling the police, you know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? Um, it's one of those things where I think people need to exercise just a little bit of um, discretion, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you can just mind your business, and it's not such a big deal. It's not every little thing, I think. Um. But yeah. Um. Talking about weed and snitching and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um. I came across a story. Yep. About weed. 
being grown in a cannabis factory in central London, like right next to the Bank of England. Like, like I used to work in that area. Like I used to either get off at Bank or walk, uh, get off at Fenchurch Street and walk through the Bank area, walk all the way, you know, around um around around like these huge sort of like corporate buildings <laughs> and in that area there there would be zero suspicion of criminal activity in, in that area i just can't believe like it, it kind of seems like it kind of seems strange because you know there's all of these banks and all of these like really big financial institutions in that area so you would think nobody would ever dare to do something like this there. But then at the same time, maybe it's a bit covert because nobody would ever expect so, like a cannabis farm to be set up in that area. It's nuts. You know what it is? I think that it's not surprising at all. They are the biggest consumers of drugs. Let's not get it twisted. So it's not far-fetched to me think that, that they're... Uh, they're cooking the food on site. Cooking it on site. Cooking it up. Bro, they are the biggest consumer of drugs. Them bankers and them man there, bro, they take anything they'll get their hands on because of stress. Whether it be weed or other substances. Oh. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Let me throw that in there just to give myself a break. Well, you're talking about uh, the drug users, the user base. Um, the audience, the target audience. Yeah, if you um, can get, yeah, if you can like, get your, t- if you can get your thing locally, of course, bro, locally sourced. I'm telling you, some of these people, they, they, they like to get fucked up. Mm-hmm. These like are Wolf of Wall Street. Fucked up. Yeah, I mean, wow, man. It, it's just, it's just facts in it. People party, and when people kind of party and have a good time, people do different things. Some people be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna drink alcohol and I'm gonna get drunk," you know. All right, that's your thing. But not everybody likes to drink. Some people like to pop a pill. Some people like to sniff a line. Some people like to smoke, uh, smoke a joint. Some people like to inject something. Some people like to do everything. Mm. You know, it's whatever floats your boat, and. The thing is, with a lot of these drugs, like, you need money to be able to afford them, especially if you're going to do it on a regular basis. So who's going to be the people doing it? It's people that, that work, people from affluent areas, people that have money. Um, and, yeah, people that work in the, in the area where the, the Bank of England is, where there was this raid on the 14th of January where they discovered 826 Class B drug plants after the smell was reported the previous day. Snitch. And that's what led to a raid. Someone yeah, snitched. Somebody snitched. For sure, hundred percent. Fucked up a man's whole cannabis farm. <laughs> that's Apparently it's, it's the first cannabis farm to be discovered in the city of London area. Because I always thought that when you're setting up a cannabis farm, you need a lot of lighting for the plants to grow. And because you've got these huge light sources they give off a huge energy signature. And so, for example, if you had like a thermal imaging camera type of technology, yeah, 
you know, like heat seeking technology, like we all see it in those espionage movies where mm-hmm. like somebody puts on the night vision goggles and they can see like some figures that are emitting light or emitting heat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that type of technology, you know, you put that in a satellite or in a drone that's kind of like flying above buildings and you're just going to see these huge energy signatures popping up. Boom, boom. So I always thought a cannabis farm is great because that type of technology is out there. It's just going to take one sweep and then you're done. Yeah, they they, they normally sweep over the uh, estates or the you know, the places where it'll be easier to, to kind of do that sort of thing. So that part of London, I imagine they don't commonly do that in. So, yeah, they've been getting away with it for a number of years. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm glad they've been um, apprehended. Pull up them plants. But the thing is, can can they have been doing it for a number of years? Because if if somebody got got wind of it because of the smell, like surely like those times when I'm walking through bank, then this wasn't happening then. Do you know what I mean? Because no, then your everyday commuters would be getting the smell. Maybe it's something that's only just happened in nah. lockdown. No, I say if you're doing it in bank and it's a big money operation because the amount of you know irrigation UV lights that you need to kind of keep that up and running, especially in an area like that, and you're renting a building in an area like that to even do it in, um, you're going to have proper odor extraction facilities on deck. You're not you're not going to be kind of putting that up to chance. You're not going to otherwise. Why wouldn't you be in a farm in Essex? For real, I, I rate the agriculture knowledge, Dolph. The agriculture knowledge and skill required to not that I know anything about that. To, to 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 cultivate 826 plants, man, that's dope. Yeah, Whether but... it's cannabis or not, that's that's good agriculture knowledge. And um, honestly, I wish I could grow my own. I've I've always wanted to, to just kind of grow my own cannabis. But because it's illegal, it's the kind of thing where it, it, this could just go badly for you. I've I've known people that have done it. Yeah, you can. Do I it. saw somebody take it from seeds to a whole plant and then dry the leaves. Um, and then smoke it and it was like yo this is that homegrown you know what I mean it's that homegrown weed and, and it was actually kind of dead like it wasn't even of it course it was because it's, got, it's good... got none of that that enrichment all the, all the stuff that you need there's a lot of people doing that home horticulture thing mm. and shout out to them but yeah man there's a lot that goes into it that... well, now nah, I mean this was a this was a DIY I'm gonna try thing guy ain't it like, look you got whereas you it? need somebody who really knows what they're doing and, and, and then you can get the paying homegrown from them You've got a, you've got an airing cupboard. What you need to do, yeah, you know, after the podcast, yeah. I'm going to tell you what you need. But you can, you can do it. Right, I might even have some of that UV lighting somewhere. Let me let me, let me not say yeah, too much. Love the convo. I'm definitely not going to do it. So <laughs> you thought about snitching on me, kicking down my door, breaking into my yard, copying my keys, bringing in some kind of girl to honey trap me and set me up. If that's what you want want to do, leave me alone, man. I'm not doing anything. I'm Trust just. Me. If you want someone who's doing something untoward, just just focus on Ash. But yeah, I'm gone. What's that? What's that? What are we doing with next? I'm not snitching, but uh, <laughs> focus on Ash. I'm snitching on Ash, bro. That, that's my energy today, because I think out of everyone on the podcast, Ash sounds like the guy that would probably be the most likely to be doing something dirty. Why do you think they call him Ash? See what I'm saying. You think his name's actually Ash, man? It all adds up. It all adds up, man. And he's got that posh British accent as well. You know he's dodgy. And you think English is had a baby? English is in jail, but we'll get onto that later. Yeah, yeah. I see. That was a bit too much truth for them. Like, uh, yeah, you didn't really need to drop. You didn't really need to drop that one there. You know what I mean? Open your third eye. 
uncalcify your pineal gland. That's what I'm saying, man. Brother. Is it uncalcify, decalcify? I don't even know. I just made up a new couple of words. Yeah. Where else is popping? Oh, wait. Quickly, 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 quickly. Quick rest in peace to Larry King, the God. Passed away today, I believe, or a couple of days ago. Age 87. 87. Yeah, good run. Man, good innings, bruv. Good innings. Mm. And I got people, obviously, you got the, the typical people on Instagram. Oh my, oh my God, I can't believe it. Oh, wow. Oh, what bad luck is this? Like, oh, not another one. 2020 continues. Like, my man was 87, bruv. My man was big 87. Like, he had a good innings, man. Allow all that. Let's just celebrate his life and not try to be, you know, fake sympathetic online. Just, just say, you know what? Thank you for what you've done. You had a good run. Uh, respect. Rest so. in peace, Larry King. Yeah, man. Shout um, out to you, bruv. Um, looking on his Wikipedia, you know, it says he began as a local Florida journalist and radio interviewer in the 50s and the 60s. And it wasn't until 1978 that he became the host of the Larry King Show. Um, oh, my mum was back when they were spraying black people with hoses. <laughs> my man was in sport when yo, he was yo, black people with hoses loud, that's how you know loud, he had a loud. good run man just gave me a stitch with that one. Oh my god I need to stretch <laughs> um, so he was born in Brooklyn New York Brooklyn in 1933 he's old school man Love. he's older than dirt he's old school like happy shopper um he was one of two children. You know what? I love I love reading people's background and reading about what their parents did and stuff like that. And then when you see that the, the parents helped their child to go on and, and become really successful, much more successful than they ever were. I think that's just every parent's dream, isn't it? That your child you give your child the best possible start in life. And I think his parents definitely did that. Um one of his parents was a garment worker. He was born in Vilnius of the Russian Empire. Vilnius, they called it Russian Empire. Yeah, Vilnius well. is actually in Lithuania. I went to Lithuania a couple of years ago for my job. Shout out to all the people out in LT and out in Kaunas, the city that I was in. Um, I might share a couple of pictures on Instagram from that trip there now, actually, you know, when I think about it. Um, but so I, it's interesting that they refer to it as the Russian Empire. Damn, I never thought of it like that. Uh, yeah, man. But yeah, so he was the son of a garment worker and a restaurant owner and defense plant worker. So what? So what? he owned a restaurant and he worked in a defense plant like his pups. And he was born in Colombia, Austria-Hungary. And his parents were Orthodox Jews. He attended a, like a high school in Brooklyn, uh, Larry King. Um, but his dad died of a heart attack when he was nine years old. Um, and that resulted in Larry King, his mom and his brother going on government welfare. Um, and Larry was greatly affected by his father's death and subsequently lost interest in his schoolwork. So he was a, he was a bit of a, uh, maybe a truant in school or just a kid that wasn't very successful academically. But that's a good example that just because you're not very good academically in school, you can still crack on and become great in life. I think there's a lot of people that have uh, made it in this social media generation, haven't they? Yeah. And people that are doing bits 
and um, you know, I keep going back to this example of uh, you know my Jamar and Chunks like, and these these presenters um, that are absolutely smashing it right now. Um, you know, because you can just do your thing on social media and you can blow up, man. Um, but yeah, are we cool with my Jamar again? Is she back? Is she back? You know what I've been thinking recently um, about my Jamar. Yeah, because. Because they're Somalian, I think that's why I love them so much. And because, like, when I was growing up, probably when we were growing up, because you're only mm-hmm. a few years younger than me, so it's probably still prevalent in your day. Like, people had a lot of jokes about the Somalian community, and you could say maybe out of all of the ethnic minorities, they kind of they kind of really had it hard, man. I feel like they they had it. Yeah, hard. because they weren't black enough to be black, and they weren't Asian enough to be Asian. So they're like in that weird purgatory of culture. That's oh. the that that's the way not, bro. Purgatory that's, culture. Speak them both barks. Bro, that's why we can't that and this this is a conversation I had a, a little while ago, because it's like the Somalis in my area, they didn't class themselves as black. And then we kind of say, Yeah, you're not you're not black, you're Somalian. You're, you're Somalian. And it's like what the hell does that even thinking thinking back and thinking about the logic that was applied to some of this shit was absolutely ridiculous. But we think back and it's like you guys are fully dark, dark skinned, fully from fully from Africa. Why, why, why? But it's because they 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 would dress and they would speak another language and it was kind of alien to us. And it was almost like okay, you're Muslim and that's an Asian thing, isn't it? So then we used to kind of think like right, you're kind of Asian and then you mm. cook a lot of curries and a lot of food that kind of mm. smells similar. To, so we kind of kind of lumped them. So it's like, you're not, you're not black, you're not Asian, you're Somalian. And it was just like this weird kind of, but obviously, yeah, we've, we've all evolved since that foolish talking back in the day of calling people spazdicks and gay lords. But, you know, we've evolved. We so definitely have societies moved on. I guess back in those days, um, people from the continent as a whole weren't looked upon favorably. You know, it wasn't yeah. to be African. It was African bum scratcher and all of these stupid jokes. There were right. people who were African that would lie about their heritage and say, oh, yeah, I'm Jamaican. And it's like, you ain't no Jamaican, man. No, like, I see your parents would are in the cloth and, like, you know what I mean, going to church barefoot and them ones there. Like, I know you're African. Like, you're, like, Nigerian or something. Yeah, it's well, not a joke. It's what it was, isn't it? It was, there was a negative stigma attached towards being African and being Somalian. And I was laughing about that, about the African thing. I was laughing. My friend, he's Bayesian, and obviously I'm half Bayesian as well. And we were talking about back in school. And we were like, Africans got a real hard time. But then we were listening to Afrobeats in the office, and we're like, bruv, they've got this round, man. They've got it. They, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they've absolutely smashed it. Not just in terms of entertainment, but just in terms of their, their, their the, the pride and their presence. Pride and presence has definitely gone way up because at the time you go to a rave, they say who's from the Caribbean. It used to go off. They say who's from Africa. Everyone used to be quiet. Nowadays, well, not obviously not nowadays, but you, you saw the, the the energy switch. It was like Arsenal and Tottenham. It was like suddenly there's a power shift, and you can that's a little jab, and suddenly you could kind of see the strength in it, and then it's just like natural hair the food the language the music the culture mm. africa just really reclaimed its place mm. as the as the country or the continent on this planet the continent yeah and you know what and i always thought that 
Somalian women had the best booties in the world. You just can't beat it. That that's just something about Somalian women, man. Oh. Those those Somalian booties, man. Ooh, God just put extra booty when he made Somalian. That, that just, just sprinkle a little extra booty. And on the man, them. Let's keep it. Real. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it funky, man. And on the man, them. Them man, them be dragging a wagon. <laughs> Pause. I ain't pausing shit. <laughs> I said what I said with chest. <laughs> Yo. Um, and, I, and I think for me, because I, I kind of gravitate towards the underdogs and um, I, I just like an underdog in life, man. Life is hard enough, isn't it? Let alone being the underdog. So when I see that, you know, these people who were the underdog people on top shining, these, these trunks, these... These my can't help but just just look at them with reverence and think, man, I love you guys, man. I want you guys to just, you know, like in the Bible they say, the first shall be last and the last shall be first, and 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 the prophecy has been fulfilled, man. The Somalians are on top, bro. I love it. More power to them. I just want to see success, man. And yeah, for me, I, I don't know. You said is my jammer back? I mean, did she ever go anywhere? She... No, she never went anywhere. But she was receiving a lot of slander from members of this group. I know Ben English ain't a big fan of us. And, and and then I started to see it. I started to see it because um, I remember talking about this. She was replaced on a TV show by Emma Willis. And Emma Willis was like... What you talking about, Willis? Emma Willis just showed her up, bruv. Oh. Emma Willis was like... Oh, when I saw Emma Willis talking, I was like, yeah, this is a, a complete host. Obviously, she's oh. got years and years of experience on her. But Emma Willis just came in. It was just so natural and just so good. Who's this Maya killer? Huh? Emma Willis, man. She put about 45 now. We got to talk about... You know what? Her face actually looks familiar. Yeah, she married to one of the geezers from Busted, I think. I don't know. Busted. She's got very interesting eyes. Are they like grey or something? Bro, she's an aggressively stunning woman. Mum of three, Emma Willis. Um, well, yeah, she looks like she's got age on Maya Jammer. Maybe she's five to ten years her senior. No, she's 20 years older. 20? Emma, Emma Willis is in her 40s, I know that. What, is Maya Jammer a young thing? Maya Jammer's like 25, max. Emma Willis looks my age. She looks like she's like 30-something. Hang on, let me put up these numbers. Maybe. Hold on, let's, let's see. If Maya Jammer is 26. Old thing. Goodness gracious me. Emma Willis was born in 1976. Or... She's 44. Yeah, so she's got 20 years on my Jamma, basically. Yeah, so that's why she's more accomplished in it. There you go. Um, because Maya is still at very much at the beginning of her journey. And, you know, 20 years from now, whoa, God knows where she could be, man. She could be... She needs to be doing Love Island. No. Look, what like I, my vision for my Jamma would be like um, Trevor McDonald, like someone presented. Man me. said Trevor McDonald. Yeah. Don't do this. Don't yeah, do this. Yeah. But now it's a new world, isn't it? It's a new world. So obviously it would be a totally different thing. Or it could be the Maya Jammer show, like you know, like the new Graham Norton. You know. Um, no, those t- t- those TV shows normally focus around men, as is the na- as is the nature of the Vanessa. Vanessa got her own show. Um, what's the, what's the um, like the black lady? Um, I've forgotten her name. I can see her face, but I can't really think of her name. The black lady, she's got her own show. Trisha. Trish, there you go. Yeah, but those are like psychologists. 
Are they? Uh, Vesta certainly ain't. But I know they're <laughs> more. That, that's that's not my jammers team. My jammers on some entertainment team. She ain't on no sitting down trying to solve issues. She's a presenter. She's yeah, amazing. No, she can do anything. I believe in her. She's my Somalian sister from Africa. Um, I believe she can do anything, bro. She's gone clear. She and shout sh- 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 to Eritrea as well. Let me not. Ah, come on now, come on now. I know that they, they they can be mixed up and you know all that stuff. Uh, shout out Eritrean women. Shout 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 women. Just in, just women. Just shout out women. Shout white women as well. And why particularly white women? Uh, what's next, man? Have you got have you got a fetish there? Is there something underlying here that that is just kind of just slipped out from no, your subconscious? No, absolutely not, man. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't you shout out Asian women why didn't you Trust shout me, out it's, it's Indian why didn't you shout out Chinese women Ryan because you didn't why is it, it Indian Chinese and Asian you didn't shout out black women you specifically shouted out white women Ryan yeah shout out white women man <laughs> why, 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 I'll tell you why white women, why, why women are going now. through it white women are going through it right now do you see what happened oh you ain't seen this with that Love Island girl Lucy a lot of mercy you what, should it, I, what should I Google to... to Lucy, 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 but you type it, to spell Lucy, L-U-C-I-E. Okay. She's from Love Island. White Lucy women are going Jones, through. Welsh singer? No, no, no. Her name's uh, Lucy. Lucy Love, oh, there you go. And Google knows what I want. Lucy Love Island. I'm going to click, oh, that looks sexy. I'm going to click images. Not not images. You know, do your thing. But I'm talking about a story. Well, hello. So she was in Love Island a little while back. With uh, another contender called Yawande, who is a Nubian queen, and Yawande, she recently accused Yawande of bullying her. Ah, yes, really? yes. She she was she recently accused Yawande of bullying people. And you know that the easiest thing you can do when you're well, easiest thing you can do when you're a white woman is call a black man aggressive and a what a black woman uh, passive uh, um uh, what do you call it uh, a bully. That's mm-hmm. so, brother. You know how common that is. That's that aggressive words aggr- in the context of bullying as well. Yeah, black- like you know, like uh, talking shit about somebody. Oh uh, no, 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 no! It's not that. It's not that. Lucy huh? accused Luanda of bullying her, but then when the story came out and everyone else from Love Island started speaking out, it turns out that Lucy tried to call Luanda a different name because she couldn't say Luanda. Imagine Luanda, three syllables, Luanda. Yawande. It's not that deep. But Lucy couldn't... She, uh, 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 I can't pronounce your name. Can I just call you Y? Can I just call you Y? So from there, Yawande's thinking, dickhead. Bruv, the level of passive-aggressive little microaggressions from certain people, bruv, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And then when you get called out for such, such behaviour, then suddenly you can kind of Take a step back and say you're being bullied. Nah, man. Trash. Trash. Speaking of other white women going through it, uh, you got my girl in America, the one who got clapped trying to break into the flipping Capitol building. Um, more and more stuff coming out about her. Remember this? When when, when them Trump supporters uh, went to Capitol building and smashed up the windows and was going in there dressed like America. Because I, I heard that a woman got shot, but I never actually Googled it or I never saw anything about this person. Uh, I can't remember her name, but um, you yeah, know she was in the Capitol building storming it with a bunch of other Trump supporters trying to find evidence that the Being the election was stolen. Cat Pete, yep, Google knows what I want. Yeah, she was like a war vet. There's a video. Uh, of course, it's on the Daily Mail. 
Oh, yeah, a man. video of a woman being shot while storming the Capitol. All right, I'm, I'm going to do this right now, live on the pod. While, while you watch that, I'm going to explain it. Ah, uh, so, we see that you're using an ad blocker. You bastards. I've got to unblock the ad blocker first. Yeah, no, sorry, don't, stop, don't stop snitching yourself, man. They, they're watching, bruv. But um, yeah, basically, they tried to yeah, storm. They know the, me. The, the Trump I've, I've accepted their cookies. They know me. So no more. Um, basically, Trump supporters tried to storm the Capitol building because obviously Joe Biden was due to be inaugurated and you know, due to be sworn in as president and maybe kind of two weeks later, so they were pissed off. So they stormed the Capitol, dressed up as all former idiots, and oh broke into God. the Capitol building. And there was one door, like, it was all locked off and all like boarded up and shit. Not, not boarded up, but all, like, barricaded. And a uh, secret service agent was like, do not come through this window. Do not try to come through here. We are, this is, or we, we, will, we will use deadly force. They had their guns drawn. I think she said she didn't care. And she tried to jump through the window. She then got clapped in the neck and died. Oh, man, I'm watching the footage. And now this is shocking. Yeah, bruv. It's like us wow. going to Westminster and trying to do what the hell we wanted, smash it up and try to make our way to where all the MPs are chilling. You know what I didn't realise until until I wanted to go and watch um oh my god, she had like the flag coloured bag on her back. Yes, bro. She was oh, a she was, she was a she's a vet. Thought she sees herself as she, a patriot. She went um she went Afghanistan nemting there. So yeah, like I I, I didn't realise where the Capitol building was exactly. I knew it was in Washington DC, but I didn't realise where it was exactly until the inauguration happened and I wanted to look up Joe Biden's inauguration speech and then I started looking up details to do with what's going on there and then I realised the Capitol building is just like just up the road from the White House yeah bro so they the there. Trump supporters pretty much invaded the White House or a building that is seen as like being the White House like yeah it's a big building bro it's, it's not no dibby dibby building it's like bruv it's it's in such a place that it got blown up during Independence Day you know what I'm saying it's 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 that close to the White House that it got blown up immediately after it's it's like it's kind of like if we did a protest over here and then, Westminster yeah and we no not even Westminster 10 Downing Street we went up to Downing yeah no 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 because no, Downing Street's where he lives Downing Street's where Boris lives like the White House is where White Trump House, lives. Yeah. But yeah, but, but the Capitol building is like it's like that. It's not far from. Um, if I Google it now, but even, no, even regardless phone, of distance, the importance of the building in relation to the government structure yeah. cannot be minimized. So for them to go there on some anti-ting, that was literally them trying to overturn a government and the democratic p- process which has been yes. thrown into question by Trump and his Republican bum chums. So imagine she's gone there. It was almost like trying to stage a coup d'etat. Exactly. She's gone there, believing she's a patriot, wrapped in flags and I've served in the army. She got clapped and now it's just mad seeing how people are trying to justify the behavior of her and her Donnies who went in there together. And I was just like, this is, you can't, you cannot justify this. You cannot. So, yeah, this is what I mean by white women be going through it, bro. Because I've seen a bunch of them say, oh, the election was stolen. 
I've seen one get clapped. I've even seen one getting slapped on social media. I've just seen them go through a lot lately, bro. I mean, okay. Yeah. I suppose if you're going to stand up to be counted and join the movement and, and, you know, and you put yourself in the line of fire like that, then things are going to happen, man. Because that was literally in the line of fire. Like, you're, you, from the video, like, a woman climbed up and, and tried to, to jump through a doorway um, and just got shot back down. Like, you're not getting through here. Bang. Down you go. Yeah, that's 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 one place so that you do not that, play. So what, but what must have happened is they must have breached the perimeter. They've got into the building. And now they're trying to get into a sensitive area where, because there were people, there were workers in the building as they invaded it. Yeah, there were senators and shit. So you've got politicians. I don't know exactly who was in there. Could probably do research and find out. But you've actually got officials. Don't big people. Not no DBDB Like you say, it's like Westminster, right? So it could be, who could be in Westminster? Bloody Jeremy Corbyn could be in there. Bloody the the leader of the Lib Dems could be in there. The leader of, of, uh, you know, maybe not Boris himself, but maybe some top boys in his government could be in there. Yeah, bro. You so mean? If you come through here, it's 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 clapping season. So that means <laughs> like it's peak. It's that time, isn't it? But so speaking about um White House and them officials there, we had the inauguration, which means Trump made a swift exit out the back door, and Joe Biden was sworn in. Uh, him and his. Uh, did you see the inauguration? Yeah. I I watched the speech. I didn't watch like the whole. Um, the whole the, shebang. The whole uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The whole showbiz event ceremony. It's a showbiz event. Bro, it's like it's, it's like the Olympic it really opening ceremony or something, get it? It comes at the Oscars, bro. It was weird. I was like, it's, it's mad to me years. watching this. It's mad for me watching this whole ceremony, this whole kind of induction, yeah. and it's this whole shebang. Everyone talking that good talk and swearing on Bibles and taking these oaths and making these big statements. So I'm like, your country, uh, yeah, your cops. your country, and and historically. Every president who has, who's who's done all this shit has completely shat on these on these words as soon as their term really begins. And it's like all this hypocrisy in one place. And it was kind of annoying watching it. Mm. It was interesting seeing um the Obamas, bruv. The Obamas, you can hate their or the Obama, I'll say Barack and Michelle in it. You can hate the time they spent in the White House, but boy do they bring a certain level of class and drip to that muff. It really was. It really was. It's like after they left and when the Trumps came in, that's when you saw the difference, really, wasn't it? Yes. Um, because it was class and drip, as you say, versus crass and lip. Like, and hot air. Trump was talking the most amount of BS. Um, and, 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 and he wasn't conducting himself in a classy way. No. You know, um, I don't know a whole lot about Melania. But from what I've seen from American citizens who are active on social media, you know, she's not beloved in the same way that Michelle Obama was. No, because she's got no substance. There's nothing to Melania. Like for, for, for all we know, Melania, well, Melania, from what, from what we've seen, Melania can't stand Donald. She comes across as very cold to him because mm. she, she just does not really fuck with him like that. I don't think that she wants him to be president. I don't think she ever wanted him to be president. Same way Michelle didn't really want Obama to do it. She was like, 
Melania is a woman of leisure. So she's married my man. She had a you now she's just living off the pee and enjoying herself. Mm-hmm. Probably in her own private time while he goes golfing. Yeah. I don't feel that she can stand the man. Found um, herself a rich man to look after her. Isn't that what every woman wants? Isn't that what every person wants? Shit, I'd find someone rich to take care of me right now. You want a rich man to look after you? <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, Easy. On, no, no, why not? <laughs> a rich man to look yes, after Yes, a rich man. Oh, anyone oh, to take wow. care of you. Of course, why not? A rich man, a rich woman, a rich partner to take care of you, full stop. Doesn't Isn't that what everyone wants? Not everyone wants, but isn't that what everyone would deal with? I'll deal with that every day. So I'm not going to shake her for, for doing what doing whatever she did, but she got to hold this big fat L like Trump did, man. Because Trump didn't attend the inauguration because he's been impeached for a second time for getting them, them man riled up and smashing up the Capitol building. So he, he, he didn't attend, which is highly unprecedented. Um... Yeah, he that, I thought that was actually just rude. I was surprised. That literally shows no class. Well, he's not known for his his politeness. I read an article where they expanded on it, and they were saying how, you know, the day the night before the inauguration, Trump was in the White House, and the Bidens were set up in another house on the premises, which isn't far from the White House. It's kind of like a couple hundred feet away. Like literally, Donald and Melania could have like, you know baked a cake and then walked 200 yards to, to the door <laughs> no new, new door neighbor say, hey guys we're just welcoming you into the area and do you want to come into the white house and have a look we'll show you around. like it could have been like an unofficial nicety you know what i mean could have been a little nicety a little exchange of, of words but there was there was just nothing in it which you know it just it doesn't it doesn't look good but then I guess Trump's never really been concerned about looking good, man. It's just like whatever, isn't it? This made me this made me question things as well. Once again, do you want a president who's polite or who has no class when he speaks or when he tweets, or do you want a president who does horrible shit but then is really suave with how he explains his reasoning? Because that's essentially what we got in Donald Trump and Obama. When we look at um, certain things, Donald Trump was successful with a lot of a lot of his policies that really worked for, you know, certain people in America, but then uh, who can please everyone? Um, now, Obama, and I'll never forget this, Obama's, um, Obama's drone strike policy and the amount of innocent lives that are lost by drone strikes. Obama's promise to close Guantanamo Bay, which is a prison that just holds people indefinitely. And those things never really had changed, although they weren't really properly addressed. And it's like, okay, so... All this stuff happened under your watch and there's a whole bunch of fuckeries that you're kind of, you know, not addressing, but because you're, you're so smooth when you talk and you play basketball and your wife's great. Mm. It's just like we, we, we've excused fuckery for comforting words. If Donald Trump would, was speaking as, as we know a president to speak, as we expect a president to speak, even though we don't have a president, it's not our president ourselves. Um, would he have been held in higher regard? Can we just ignore the fuckery? Build the wall? I mean, building the wall and banning Muslim countries from flying into America. Would he, think, if, it, if he was more well-spoken, would we be, you know, less caring? I think with America being the biggest and most powerful nation in the world, uh, you know, that, that's kind of why we we all everybody all around the world looks at what's going on in American politics and whoever is the president of America essentially is essentially is the president of the world, right? Mm. Um, you know, 
they're probably more powerful than the leader of the UN. Like the, the leader of the United Nations doesn't hold as much weight as the American president on any topic. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it is what it is. We're always going to hang on their coattails and, and we're always going to want our president who we like to be in charge of America. And I, I don't know if if just actually saying things, if actually just dressing things up, making them sound nice is going to cut it. I mean, the thing about, well, maybe it is because the thing about Obama is if you actually drill into the details and you look at the statistics, you know, you'll find out that there's a lot of firsts or mosts that happened under his tenure. You know, there was like, you know, I can't roll them off the top of my head right now, but there's things like the most amount of this done and the, the first to do this and the first to, and, and some really negative things that people don't often talk about. And I don't, I just kind of like, you know, being that he's a black president and stuff, maybe there's a bit of a, an affinity that us in the black community have towards him in it. But he mm. was still dropping bombs. He was still, you know, having those American troops go overseas and do crazy things. The foreign policy would still be a bit crazy, just like any other president before him. But it's just because he had that slick talk and like you say, he played basketball. Um, maybe we... We forgive some of those things. Could Donald Trump have done the same thing? You know, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe some of the things that he was about were just a little bit too far for us to be able to accept it, even if he did, you know, play football and, and crack jokes and, mm. you know, have a good like sense of humor. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess things could be a bit different if he leaned into his his hip-hop connection. Because, you know, before Trump was president, hip-hop culture really loved him because he was a businessman that made loads of money. So all of these rappers were like, you know, I want to be like Donald Trump. I want to have money like Trump. They were putting him all in their lyrics. I think he was in certain people's music videos and stuff like that, you know? Mm. Um, and he even pardoned some rappers on his way out, didn't he? Pardoned um, loads of people, including Fat Joe, and Lil Wayne pardoned them for gun charges that, you know, they could have gone and done. I think with Lil Wayne, he could have done 10 years in jail for the gun charges he was facing. Um, and maybe that's a part of his pro uh, First Amendment uh, policy, you know, like yeah. believing in the right to bear arms. So even if somebody's caught with an illegal firearm, you know, I'm just going to pardon them on my way. And also he's a celebrity as well, isn't he? So these yeah. guys are like his celebrity, his peers, his celebrity um, acquaintances and peers. And maybe it's just going to make life easier for him stepping down from being the president and going back to being a celebrity. Maybe it's going to make life easier for him having pardoned some rappers. Um, getting on that, maybe that might get him on side with the black community. Because sometimes with politics, I wonder if if things are what meet the eye, sometimes people do things and we think, oh, that was awesome. That was pretty cool. But then are they doing it because they want it to be awesome? Or is there another reason behind why they did it? You know, is there something that's good for business or good for politics and good for PR, pu public relations and persona and perception? And that's the reason that they did it. Um, but sometimes I think, you know, maybe it's best to, to just focus on the action. And, you know, if they did something positive, they did something positive. It's all good. Yeah. You know, 
in America, we know there's loads of uh, American, African-American citizens being treated harshly uh, in comparison to their um, in comparison to their Caucasian citizens, they, the, the African-American citizens are being given sentences that are disproportionate. Um, so to see Trump pardoning people for weapons charges, you know, I mean, somebody like Lil Wayne, he's, he's a musician. Why does he have an, an unlicensed or an illegal weapon on him? He shouldn't have it. No, it's completely unnecessary. You know, I'm sure he's got security that can hold weapons for him. Um, just kind of want to be hard and you want to have a gun, don't you? But you should probably get a licensed weapon. You could get a licensed weapon, surely. And you should do it that way. But should he serve 10 years in jail for that? Nah. Not 10 years, man. Um... But there we go, man. Um, Trump is out. Biden is in. Did you catch some? Oh, we talked about Michelle and uh, and Barack at the inauguration. Did you see their outfits? Yeah, man. It was drippy still. Ooh. Them long coats, the the the, the, the bold colours. Mm. Yeah, man. It looked good, bruv. Michelle looked good. Yeah, wow. bruv. I, I mean, they, they set the bar very high now. And I think that... We're not going to see anything like that again until we get a president who is of a decent age. Um, we might, well, I don't know if Joe Biden's going to get past these next four years, but um, Kamala Harris could bring that energy in once she steps up as vice president. But I think that that's going to be the trend going forward. We're going to have younger and younger presidents, and I think it's needed. We can't. We, we, a seven, you know, Joe Biden is 78. I've seen I've seen some black women feeling very proud on social media after seeing Kamala Harris, you know, being sworn in. And I think it's a good time for them, man. It's a good time for them to be able to look up and see, you know, that you can that path is available to you. You can be a vice president. You know, yeah, it's a good time for women. Full stop. OK, good time for everybody now. No, but it's it's it's, it's 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 a good look for women. It's a good look for for women of color. Uh, it's definitely going to be inspiring because um, you know what though, if Michelle Obama run for president, mm. it will be quiet for a lot of people. I'm mm. telling you, I don't know who Michelle Obama could not be. If she ran for president, it will be scary. It will be scary, man. It will be a landslide. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if that will happen. Um, no, no, of maybe, course not. Maybe happen. she doesn't want that smoke. That's a lot of heat. Nah, no, maybe not. But I'm saying if she did, she'd be an absolute monster because she's a G. We, but, um, we do like Michelle. I've seen her speak a few times. I've always been impressed every time. She's amazing. She she really knows how to captivate her audience and inspire people, which I think is important for a leader. A leader needs to have that ability to be able to talk and inspire people. And um, some people don't really have that. For me, that was never Donald Trump, was it? He was never uh, an inspiring individual. Mm-hmm. Is what it is. Um, yeah, man. That's a heavy uh, political digest we've done there. I know you're quite heavy into your politics. Well, more into it than I am anyway. So glad to have your opinion on that. Um, Glasgow cancelled, man. 
Glastonbury for 2021 is cancelled due to coronavirus concerns. We thought we was out of the lockdown. We've gone back into another one. It's dragging into 2021. We're coming up to February. We're still in lockdown. Wow, Glastonbury's been cancelled. It's looking like 2021 is going to be another messed up year, man. And um, then there's talk of the UK coronavirus variant. What's your thoughts on that, Ryan? Um, it's inevitable. Things uh, mutate all the time, and it's not surprising. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised at all. So, you know, apparently the UK variant may be more deadly than what Trump called the Chinese virus. So if we're going to coin a phrase and call it the UK virus, the UK virus might be more deadly than the Chinese virus. Yeah, well, the Queen may be an alien. But, you know, it's uh, what I see in a lot of these reports is may and could and there's a chance. It's like, oh, come on, there's a chance that your cat might kill you. It's very slim, but there's a chance your cat might kill you. It's, it's all very... Um, scaremongery come click it, click on me <laughs> click on me and see what I'm, what I'm saying it's a it's a grabbing headline sure but guys the variant uh, apparently it's slightly more infectious it, it infects people at a higher rate um, I, previously I, if um, 10 if 10 people out of a thousand were dying before this new variant means it's going to be closer to 13 or 14 people out of every thousand the context is important isn't it I mean like you say, everything looks a little bit blasé. Like I've got this article here from the BBC. It says, evidence has been assessed by scientists on the new and emerging respiratory virus threats advisory group, which is called NERVTAG. Um, the group concluded there was a, and then you've got the, you know, the commas, realistic possibility, in inverted commas, that the virus had become more deadly but this is far from certain. And Sir Patrick Valance, the government's chief scientific advisor, described the data so far as, in inverted commas, not yet strong. So basically, so, wait, uh, if uh, everybody's uh, running around super scared that there's a much more advanced version of the virus, the UK version of the virus, according to the top scientists in the government, that data is not yet strong yeah of course it's not so we keep moving and everyone just please take care of your ass clout selves because i'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, sick, I'm sick of talking to people saying oh concern. it's not that deep it goes on to say there's a concern that uh this has an increase in mortality as well as an increase in trans transmissibility so if there is a new uh, strain then it could be easier to spread and it could kill even more people than the previous mutation of the virus. Or it could but just vanish without a trace. It could, 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 could. Time will reveal. What what yes. vaccine, what's your favorite vaccine? Yeah. Um, you Pfizer, you got the Oxford AstraZeneca, you got the Moderna. I don't have a favorite, man. You know, it just is what it is. I'm not fast. Whenever the vaccine becomes available, I'm injecting it directly into my eyes. Get, into, get, get, get into my bloodstream as quick, quick as possible. I'm not going to lie, the Oxford one sounds good, man. It, it kind of makes me feel like, you know, I'll, I'll have a little a little exclusivity around me, having a, a vaccine from... I, you know, I went to Oxford, you know. I didn't do the Pfizer or the, uh, the Moderna. I, I went to Oxford. Boy, well, that's got the 
uh, the lower effectiveness rate. So <laughs> you go ahead. It is, yeah. It's, 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 it's one out. Of it's got a 70%. <laughs> All right, cool with it. I'll get the Pfizer. 90.5 injected directly. Uh, previous work suggests the new variant spreads between 30% and 70% faster than the others, and there are hints it is about 30% more deadly. Um, so, like you said, um, out of a thousand, 10 might be expected to die with the old variant. But with the new variant, 13 might be expected to die. Allegedly, is all of this is still under review. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm not fussed by the new variant. Here's what it is. Well, I'm and, just, and, and whoever thought that Glastonbury was going to go off, then you're an idiot. Um, go on. Actually, just get into me being in lockdown, man. It's really starting to frustrate me because I can't see an end to it. And I, I'm just getting pissed off. I'm actually thinking about calling one of those NHS therapy lines, man. It's a good shout. I'm really thinking about it, man, because it's pissing me. Like I'm, I'm just so frustrated all the time, and it's not healthy to be this way. No, it's not. It's dead. It's dead. It's dead being stuck in the yard all the time, isn't it? Like I'm going to IKEA today, bro, and I'm happy to get out of the flipping house. I got my bike dead there. I yeah. went for a bike ride yesterday, bro. Just being out in the open, cool. Cool. Somebody stole my bike. Somebody stole my bike. No bike riding for me. Me. My bike's in the garden. Let someone go and get that bike from directly under the camera. I'll jump out the window and smash their head. Or I'll call the police and snitch. Oh, man. The camera's in my building, man. Don't get me started on this bullshit. Oh, I'm to that girl who lives in your building. You ever see her again? Are you a snake, Ryan? You try to set me up. <laughs> Maybe one time telling me to talk to this girl. Yeah, you just talk to that girl, man. You can talk, you know, just make friends with her, man. Huh? Yeah, right now you can be playing dominoes with her blood. Dominoes, yeah. I, I thought of a black sport. Dominoes. <laughs> can you play dominoes with her right now, blood? Next time, anyway. Hopefully, we'll see her again soon, anyway. She seemed cool. She wasn't, though. She clutched her purse when she saw us, though. But not that she. Purse clutcher. Yeah. Um, no, she wasn't, man. She was a pagan. Oh well, she's uh. Hope she's doing well wherever she is. <laughs> you know what? Love to everybody. Like I don't want no problems with anybody, man. Um, I'm just trying to be. I'm just trying to stay alive, man. I'm just trying to stay alive, man. I'm trying to live a good life. I'm trying to build a life. I'm trying to live a good life. And I, I just hope that everybody else would do the same. Try and keep yourself healthy. Try and stay alive. Try and build yourself a good life. Try and live a good life. And, and wash your body famously. Say again. That's right. And wash and wash your body. And wash your body all. But Ryan said I'm a culture vulture because I do a Jamaican accent, and I'm not Jamaican. Yeah, my Marcus Garvey is rolling around. Anyway, um, what we doing, man? What's next? I got Ikea, about bro. Jamaican accents. Let's whiz through this music real quick. Uh-huh. We got new music from Popcorn. Um, I haven't been listening to a lot of albums and full-length projects recently. Um, apart from the Jasmine Sullivan album, it's mostly just been music videos that I've checked out here or there. Um, and so I just drove, I just jumped straight into Popcorn, which actually isn't even in the list, but he's got a new video out, uh, which is dope. So go get that, go watch that. Uh, the baby, the baby got a new video out 
called Masterpiece. Now, I know Ryan's always hating on me saying I'm stuck in the 90s and I'm always talking about, but the baby's one of these new age guys. He makes that music that just kind of bounces. Like, he just, his music for me, it just sounds like having fun. That's why I like the baby because he's just, he just knows how to have fun. He's a new and, school Nelly. Yeah, you could say that, you know, you could say that. That's a, that's a pretty damn good um, summary of what he's style and what he's about, maybe. Except maybe I would say Nelly's a bit more of a ladies' man and he kind of le- he kind of leans into pop music like mm. but the baby's more just like he just he just got a flow and he just does his thing and he just keeps it chill and he's very marketable isn't it he's very like because of the way that he is he's like you know what i mean mm-hmm. very marketable he's, he, he could be seen as a pop artist now because of his music has mass appeal he still kind of swears and curses and you know he might talk about holes and, and whatever but yeah, I would say he's got mass appeal, man. Um, but shout out the baby masterpiece video. Go watch that, man. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Um, and novelist put out a new track called Calm. Um, so those that know novelist from the grand world, uh, a rapper and a producer. Um, I think the last thing I heard from novelist was like an instrumental EP. Put out a little beat tape, um, and now he's back with a video where he's rhyming on on the track as well. Um, Ryan put me onto this thing called Skengman, mm. which is a track by Getz featuring Stormzy and somebody that I didn't actually know about. And wow, wow, wow this video is amazing. This is the best music video I've seen in a long time. It was great. Like the graphics that they had going on, it was really creative. And it kind of reminded me of um, something I saw in a Frank Miller graphic novel. Um, so uh, Frank Miller did that movie uh, which was directed by Quentin Tarantino um, which starred Elijah Wood and Bruce Willis Sin City yeah did did you get a Sin City vibe from that video Sin City was directed by was it not Quentin no was it Robert Rodriguez no oh we're going to have to get through our Googles now. I don't want to misinform people. Apologies if I get things wrong. I don't do it on purpose, you know. Sin City. Directed by Frank Miller, Quentin Tarantino, and Robert Rodriguez. Okay, there you go. Yeah, um, yeah man. I mean... Um, yeah, dope film. Dope film. I got Sin City vibes in that uh, music video. Yeah, um, it's the, it's the, the, the lack of colour. It, the black and white nature of it, the the animations, um, there was this kind of bit where it's kind of like a white silhouette instead of like a black silhouette. They've gone with like a white silhouette effect, and then you got these little bits of violence, blood splattering in 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 the silhouette form, and kind of like a illustrated kind of graphic novel type of way. It looked dope. It was it was awesome. I really liked that video. Very creative, um, and the tune was alright as well. It was like a chilled out kind of. It wasn't like your typical kind of grime song that was bang bang bang. It was like a melogram. Do you know what I mean? Like Stormzy mm-hmm. wasn't even screaming and shouting or nothing. He was very chill on that. But Getz, I think Getz had the best verse on that. Getz absolutely doppied that, man. Wow. 100%. 100%. Getz is um, really proving himself to be the, 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 the king of grime, bruv. He is. He's untouchable at, at this moment in time. He's untouchable. Ooh. And listening to the tune, Stormzy was in it. 
I didn't really need Stormzy's part. I'd rather, I'd prefer if he wasn't on it. Um, okay. And he was given far too much respect because he was given the part of the tune where the instrumental goes all crazy. And I was like, yes, I would have preferred for you to do verse one, two, and three by yourself. Um, I didn't need to hear, I didn't need to hear Big Mike on this. I actually thought Getz had the, the crazy beat switch up um, more than uh, Big Mike's first, but um, it's what it is, man. It's a very track. It's a good song. I like it, man. I might play it again. Um, so Getz featuring Stormzy, and there was another guy on there who I didn't know, but you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure that listeners will enjoy his verse. Uh, Skengman, go get that. Uh, Frisco put a new track out called Money Call. I, I ain't even listened to it meant to but i didn't quite get there but i like frisco anyway that's probably going to be hard go watch that video fredo got a new video out called back to basics fredo's another one of these new wave type of dudes man you know um but i I really like this song because it was produced by dave oh shout out to dave young genius yeah 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 so dave made the beat and the beat is flying man the beat that when you hear the beat it's just like you're gonna be like okay that's what time it is and he's just ready for someone to to just just flowing it, you know? And Fredo does that. He's got a nice, consistent flow. That's what I like about Fredo, the consistency in his flow. Still, it's tight. He's consistently um, something. And then he glamorized it. You know, like, everyone's doing videos in lockdown and they're kind of limited. So when you see creativity from lockdown videos, I think you have to really rate it because people are really trying to think outside of the box because they can't necessarily go to uh, film production studios where, you know, due to covid restrictions and regulations so people are thinking outside of the box and they're doing things that are interesting man and i think as far as a covid video goes where you kind of just shoot a video in your yard fredo did the maximum to glamorize it and make it look dope i couldn't do what he did like man's had all kinds of jewelry and ice and pulling out racks and just you know what i mean he made it look dope like mm-hmm. i couldn't do that so shout out to fredo still um the Mitchell brothers returned. Routine check two. I haven't heard it, and I'm not excited to hear it. Wow. It was a moment, man. It was a moment. Thank you, Mitchell brothers, for that original moment. But I don't want to hear this. <laughs> you don't want to hear this. Now, I'm, the thing is, yeah, the beat's hard, but that's pretty much, you know, like it's, it's like an average track. And what disappoints me is that this Mitchell Brothers song, the original Routine Check, became a part of culture, didn't it? It became mm-hmm. a part of role culture. It was part of that. Routine um, Check. I didn't that, take this route to be checked. You know, it was part of that time when Mike Skinner came up and and Mike Skinner was putting on everybody in the game and he put on the Mitchell Brothers and he gave them a very basic, stripped down, minimal beat and just let them rhyme on it. You know, let them get out. And and I think what really worked about the original is they were touching on like a socially conscious topic that's relevant within the black community, talking about police brutality and uh, racial profiling. Mm-hmm. But they did it on an instrumental that was a bit playful. You know, it was a bit playful and it was a bit minimal. And it it it. And in the video, they kind of dressed up like you know, like the Mitchell brothers, like from EastEnders, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So visually, you're looking at it and, and it just looks playful, the beat sounds playful, but there's a serious message in there that, that just kind of, it goes it goes a bit unnoticed, you know? And it was dope in that format. But without the Mike Skinner influence, they've jumped on what just sounds like a very modern uh, UK drill kind of production, which is dope, the beat's fucking dope. And 
they've just gone in with some raw hard beats like the visual it's like yeah i'm on road i'm i'm in the car i got my hoodie on and, and i'm in the streets and the police are trying, and then they're shouting out blm and black lives matter and all this and i think they lost the kind of original aesthetic and they've just given us this hard dry like socially conscious message but they've lost the way that they delivered it on the original which made it special so routine check two, check it out. You I'll know, check it out. It, it it follows on from the original, but unfortunately, I don't. I just don't think it's in the same ballpark, man. Um, Charlie Schloss, uh, rapper turned DJ turned, I don't know, music mogul now because he's putting out music and he's got American artists on it. He's got Gunner on there. He's got a song called Get It, and when you see the video, Charlie Schloss looking like he's like wearing one of them colorful shirts. Mm. shirt open like you know in a oh plush location gosh. DJ Khaled like, exactly that I don't even have to say it he's looking like DJ Khaled like he's on that he's on that wave now Charlie Sloth DJ turned musician DJ Khaled DJ turned it's, it's, it's that um, Tremendous she put out a track called Cause a Scene with an animated music video dope go check that out I really like Tremendous and a shout out to High Focus Records as well um, they just they just do that straight up like no frills um, hip hop man um, Pass Salu uh, on Jimmy Fallon don't know if you got a chance to see him but you know that, that was a US was date shocking. Oh, what I thought it was a good performance man no no I'm not saying it wasn't a good performance I think it was shocking to see him on American TV I was like would they understand this are they gonna get this is is Jimmy Fallon who's this, like who's Pierre Salu for are they? Are they? Are they? I call him he's, Pierre he's not are someone's they, personal assistant about who is he for. No, but who is he for? Pierre it, it was, just, uh, it was weird seeing him on Jimmy Fallon. That's what, I'm, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, regardless, I think that song's hard. I think he's hard. And um, Bruv, doesn't Jimmy Fallon have the roots as his house band? Yeah. So he's fitting into that Jimmy Fallon hip hop. Raw, underground kind of you know aesthetic. No, I get and that. But this is a guy that comes from the other side of the world. Like, like this is the next, the next wave, the next guy to to blow up in the UK. You know, and and they're, you think they're the American audience is ready for that. Well, that was his US TV debut, so it was a big deal because now that you've been on Jimmy Fallon, other people are going to know who you are. Other people in the states are going to be like, hmm, this guy. Let's get him on our show. Or you can just use that as leverage to say, we've been on the Jimmy Fallon show. Now we want to do All right, bro, May he use it for his betterment in his career forever and always. The question for me is, do Americans understand what he's saying? Because they look at Gordon Ramsay like he's talking French sometimes. So I think, I don't know if they can relate to what um, Pasalou says. I don't know if they, they're going to understand the tune. Because a lot of them don't understand grime full stop. Or they don't understand UK artists full stop. So, boy, I wish this, this TV appearance does nothing but positive things for him. It's music, man. They'll get it. Well, it's, some some things they get, some things they don't, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's with everyone and everything. Benny Banks dropped a banger, tooth for a tooth. I really like Benny Banks' listeners. Yeah, go and check this man out. Yeah, If you're listening to this and you can just quickly type something, can type Benny Banks, tooth for a tooth. Go watch that. You know what? Why am I even 
really going out on a limb to promote many banks like that. <laughs> I just like the way he raps, innit? I think he's dope. And I think I want to see more from him because he's one of these artists that used to be prolific but isn't so prolific these days. Uh, just like K Coke, who's slowly coming back. He dropped um, Coke Spiracy Theory at the end of last year, um, literally rapping in a tinfoil hat talking about all types of conspiracies coronavirus conspiracies this that and the other and then he's done this daily duppy i think he's got a full-length project coming a mixtape album or something i can't wait for that because he hasn't dropped nothing in years and he's sick as well um so yeah go watch all of this stuff go watch true mendes while i'm telling people to type something t-r-u true mendes m-e-n-d-o-u-s cause a scene animated video is dope and tremendous is just she's a dope young artist coming through and she's sick she needs your attention that track she bodies she bodies everything but that track she bodies it still mm. um k-cock daily dumpy he's got bars you know what he does man he spits go watch that he's a spitter for the spitters uh chip man dropped a track called 10 commands chip's got a mixtape coming soon and he's been he's been putting in work, man. He's been doing the insomnia thing with Skepta and Young Ads. He's been doing his solo thing. He he did a track from the forthcoming project with Young Ma on there. Um, you know he's worked with everybody in the game. Like he's he's one of the baddest. If not, you could argue he's the baddest rapper in the UK. Like he's sick. Wait, who? Chip. I agree. In the conversation, most definitely, you can't say he's not. So, you know, and Ten Commandments, he's going at Stormzy again. So if, if, if listeners, if you like remember, Chip had a little fallout with Storms um, where allegedly Storms ran up on Chip's yard and then Chip dropped a couple of tunes sending for him. He had that one Flowers where he was standing like in the petrol station. You know what I mean? Like the gas, like the petrol, the fuel for the fire. You know what I mean? That's what you get from the visuals. And he was just going in with some hard bars, sending for for Storms. He's clotted. I think he clotted him in that tune still. Mm. Mess him up. And then he comes back at him again. Like, because in Flowers, he was dropping some deep, like, he was he was just dropping some deep lyrics, man. Like, it almost sounded like, like I'm just hurt. Like, you're supposed to be like a brother and, and, and you're running up in my yard and, you're saying all this stuff in your rhymes, like you're supposed to be a gospel man, but yet you're, you know what I mean? You're trying to run up on man's yard and all of this stuff. But on this one, he was just firing shots, like he was just taking a piss. He had one line where he said, like, like your hairline's fucked. <laughs> he said, like your hairline's fucked up, <laughs> and you need surgery to fix it. <laughs> yeah, man. Chip, but Chip goes in. Chip is a G, and this is where it's kind of. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's mad unfair how Chip goes at people. Chip was born, in, or Chip was born. Chip was around in an era where people were on radio and it was going at each other's necks. He's like from the last from that era of radio clashes. So when he goes up against something, it's peak. When he goes up against someone, it's peak. Chipmunk is one of the old, young masters. Yo, I mean, shout out to Chip, man, because he looks so young, but he's a vet, you know. He's not. He's, he's not a young He's a man. whole vet. Vet, he's a vet out here. Be careful, do not play with Chip, man. Ten Commandments is a banger. Go and like type that Chip Ten Commandments. Go watch that video, yeah, and just take it in because he is fire. The visual lockdown video, you know, they did what they could. They made it look good still, mm-hmm. um, and 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 bars and the beat is hard. Mm. I, I had that on rotation earlier. I did a little training, did a little exercise. I went back to flowers and. And, you know, and I put on 10 commandments and I was just got in the zone. And, yeah, he's saying a lot in there, man. You need to 
you need to go and listen to that. Should Stormzy reply to this? Uh, no. Because he hasn't really replied the whole time that Chip's been sending for him. No, he hasn't replied at all. I don't think he should. But he did reply to Wiley, though. They went back and forth for a minute. Yeah, he did. Because Wiley, that's because Wiley's a different animal. Wiley's, Wiley's a different opponent in a different time. There's no, there's nothing for him to gain by going against Chipmunk. Absolutely nothing for him to gain. Why was there something to gain from him going against Wiley? Because Wiley was Wiley. Wiley's an easy target because Wiley's got so much dirt on him. Wiley talks a lot of shit. Mm. Wiley's an easy target compared to Chip. Chip is not someone you want to play with. So and he knows that. Saying? He don't want to smoke with Chip. That's why he's not. Um, no, I'm saying multiple reasons. Okay. Like from from where he's in his career right now, versus and, and and who Chipmunk is as an MC. What title does Chipmunk currently have when it comes to grime? You could say he's the best grime MC. He's what? You could say he's the best grime MC. He's not because gets his. So we've yeah, got but someone. You could say somebody out there is going to say that. Somebody's going to yeah, say. Yeah, someone out there will say Lady Sovereign's the best Grand MC. But what we're going to say. Right, he's in the conversation of top Grand MCs. Cool, but what he's not is the Godfather. What he's not is the King, because Stormzy called himself the King of Grime, mm. and God, Wiley is a Godfather of Grime who likes to see himself as some sort of a gatekeeper, like he didn't go make pop tunes in 2004. I ain't forgotten. I ain't oh, forgotten Skanker, Avenue. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't forgotten Shake a Leg. I ain't forgotten. Come shake a leg with me. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I, ain't I ain't forgotten. I like that. That was that six, seven, eight, whatever. But the point is, someone who's that high regard as a person who created Grime comes for you, and it's a time where you're trying to boost up your thing anyway. Easy. Right. It's like for, for Maybe it's a matter of respect as well, because it is the Godfather. So No, no, no. Storms didn't care about that. With, with a response, no? Was he not meant to be No, no, no. Storm's not Wiley to get on in the first place. I think what, Wiley brought through everyone, bro. I think everyone's got one of those stories about Wiley Where bringing them. From? Where do you know me from? Them times there. Wasn't that Storm? Possibly. Possibly, but Wiley does, like I said, Wiley does talk a lot of shit. And Wiley was on Twitter talking a lot of shit. So Storms, he can do whatever he wants. Um, I don't think he's a smart... A smart choice for him to clash Chipmunk. But um talking about clashes, I need to yeah. talk about Ashanti and Keisha Cole before I Let's forget. go. Let's go. Did you watch it? Um no. Okay. I did listen to Jasmine Sullivan's album Hotels though. Go get that. Jasmine Sullivan. H E A U X Tales. Ho. That's how they're spelling it in America now. I'm a ho. H E A U X and they they yeah, classy, it. Isn't it. I guess it's kind of like black men calling themselves the N word. They're owning the N word. The, the, the women are calling themselves hoes, but they spell it H E A U X, kind of like the nigger being spelled N I G G A instead of with E E R. Well, Keisha Cole's clashing a shanty. Yes. <laughs> on that bombshell, um, I am an idiot, and I'll tell you why I'm an idiot. I kept my It starts off at one nine. You don't know. Versus <laughs> Keisha Cole versus Shanty started at Go one on a.m. Starts at 1 a.m. Yeah, I kept myself up to 1 a.m. thinking, okay, it's going to start, it's going to begin, there's going to be some sort of commencement of this event. Alas, I was wrong. Keisha Cole didn't end up on screen until after two o'clock, and I was like, I'm going to bed. They put Ashanti came out late, but she still came out around one ish. Um, 
Let me think. Ashanti, well, Ashanti came out and sat on sat in her chair, and Ashanti looked good. I've never thought that Ashanti looked. I was never a big fan of Ashanti looks wise, but she came out and she looked good. She looked great. I was like, Ashanti looks. Fa-. She was. She was great. She looked great. Not I was good. Never a fan of Ashanti looks wise. No, nah, no. Nah. I was. I, I always thought, oh, okay, she's Ashanti in it, but Ashanti's paying man. Uh, cool. Uh, it all comes to personal preference. I see her. I was like, she, she. Now she looks great. Her hair looks great. Skin looks great. Makeup looks great. Everything looks great. Outfit great. 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 Mm-hmm. And then she was sat there whilst the DJ, who's like some warm up DJ, was rubbish. And I was like, this is this is really bad. And I had to tweet, American DJs are shit. He was just playing shit music, <laughs> shit playing. Like this is actually <laughs> shit. And it's that kind Someone of said American DJs. Bro, American DJs. If he was the person you, you're having play music he's shit you can smell the complacency through the screen just the complete wow. oh, you can hear it rather the complete complacency as in I, I, you you must truly not have critics or this must be the norm if you're going to be the person that versus who are going to be this big official company who, who, who they're using you to represent their brand whilst we wait for the actual main event awful trash um Something else I've, I've, I'm going to say about Versus again, because yeah. I, I didn't, but I still haven't seen the whole battle because I could not be bothered. It was just oh. too late and I wow. was too annoyed at that point. Right. I saw the track listings and I was like, okay, I know all the, I know all of these tracks because I'm a DJ and I've played them before. Mm. For me, Ashanti won anyway, because she was always going to win because Keisha Cole's record or her tunes aren't that deep compared to Ashanti. Ashanti's got, you know, Ashanti's got hits, 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 hits. I kind of thought that would work out that way purely because I know Ashanti's music more than I know Keisha's Coles, i.e. Ashanti's had more commercial success. Yeah, but regardless of commercial success, I could, there's, there's a few Keisha's Cole tunes that completely trounce Ashanti's music. But mm. if you can be a great singer, if the music and the, the tunes don't connect all the way over, you're not going to win nothing. So bottom line about this whole thing is, here's my final thoughts on the verses. On this clash in particular, Keisha Cole was very late and her attitude seemed off. Ashanti never lost any confidence in herself or her ability as an artist or her, the tunes that she has made. Even and she, she had COVID and had to flop the first uh, round. Yep, she she just seemed like she was always in control and I thought she was dope. Um, American DJs need to do better. The Versus platform or events, whatever you want to call them, they need to improve or they're going to lose credibility. To this day, the best verses that I've seen and heard has been from the Jamaicans, Beanie Man vs. Bounty Killer, and they've done that back a yard. Yeah. You big yeah. Americans of all your all this money, all this everything being extra, 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 have not been able to beat Beanie Man and Bounty Killer. And that was back in April. That was months and months and months. That was last year early. And you still not been able to beat that. Shame on all of you. Oh man, is it not a cultural thing though? Is it not just like because in Jamaica that's their culture, so they're gonna wave that that's the way they're gonna set it up? Oh, no, 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 nobody it, else in the world is gonna be able to do it. No, like there, do there's it. a way for you to put, to put in a production and have it have it look and sound good. And yeah, sure, the clashing culture, the sound clash culture is something that is Jamaican in its in its in its essence, but nah, man. Do better, bruv. Do better. The Jamaicans in America do better. Let me just throw something in about that better. So I said, I thought that Ashanti had more commercial success, right? But I quickly typed in 
net worth. And according to celebritynetworth.com, Ashanti is an American singer and an actress, and she has a net worth of $8 million, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she had an incredibly successful career as a singer. But Keisha Cole has a net worth of $9.5 million, mm-hmm. and she's actually a singer, a songwriter, and a record producer. And I didn't know that. And all three of Keisha Cole's albums have gone platinum. And she was in a reality TV series. Do you remember Keisha Cole the way it is? I remember hearing about it, but I didn't actually watch it. Um, that was a BET show. So, yeah, Keisha Cole's actually more talented because, you know, she's not only is she a singer, but she's a record producer and she's a songwriter. So Keisha Cole could write no, a song and I, make a beat for Ashanti to sing on. No, Ashanti done all that as well. Ashanti's famously written songs for a bunch of other people as well my, my it, might, it might not be there and also Someone net worth isn't that. indicative of jack shit network net worth is indicative of a record deal not indicative of you having a good one because everyone knows tlc were the hottest girl group in the world with mm. the record amount of album sales and they made like 15k each because they had a shit contract so yeah all, all, all i know is that keish cole got washed and the verses in its entirety mm. needs to improve to be fair later on in this article it says here that uh, Irv Gotti um, encouraged Ashanti to write hooks for his rappers. So, yeah, she's clearly a songwriter, isn't she? Um, yeah, I'm going to watch this. Like, like After how you've gone in on it, I'm going to see if I share the same opinion as you. Uh, I don't think it will be trash. I think it will be all right. Man. I've seen quite a few of these clashes already, and I've been entertained by all of them. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to watching that. Shout out to... Keisha Cole, shout out to Ashanti. Um, just ever gorgeous, man. Every time I see one of her pictures, I just think, Oof, wow. Don't know how you can say doesn't float your boat, man. Uh, it didn't. Maybe the sideburns back in the day didn't pique my interest. <laughs> but we move. We move. Uh, Conor McGregor to return MMA this weekend. Honestly, I think I'm I'm glad he's back, man. I'm just I'm just happy to see the man, you know. I'm happy to see him back. He's got a lot of banter, and he's one of the strongest fighters in these. I think it's the light heavyweight. I'm probably got that division wrong as well, haven't I? One of the strongest fighters in his weight class, anyway. Um, and so I'm glad that he's back, man. And good luck to him in his fight this weekend, which would have happened by the time you guys hear this podcast. Um, maybe he's gonna get banged over. We'll see. But um, I think he's going to have a strong return. Uh, And uh, I've heard that there's the last season of Peaky Blinders. Season six is coming. And I've never watched a single episode of Peaky Blinders in my life. Same. But apparently we should. I I had a strong recommendation from a girl that I used to see. She said, you should watch Peaky Blinders. You're going to love it. And I just didn't. I never did get into it. But um, now that I'm hearing it's coming to an end. I'm thinking it's probably about time I check it out and I can just binge watch all of it, all six seasons of it. That's a good shout. During lockdown, bloody hell. Plenty of time to do it, haven't I? Um, I've got some other shows you can watch. I saw the first episode of WandaVision. I didn't think it was that great. Like it's like maybe, maybe it'll grow on me, but the whole kind of retro 1950s sitcom thing, like I think it's creative and it, and it looks good. I just wasn't that entertained by it personally. Um, yeah. Okay, that's an interesting opinion. 
Yeah, no, no, that's that, that's fine. That's that, that's your opinion. But the thing about it is, you have to kind of watch some more than one episode. I will. I'll continue. They're only like thirty minutes long. Uh, where else have you been watching? Because I think you've watched One Division, right? I've watched every episode of it, and it's great. Um, it's great, oh, wow. and uh, yeah, man, of course, everything gets better. Like, everything takes about three three episodes to get to where you need to be. Okay. So what else are you saying? I need to I need to fill up on. Uh, watch the Circle, the US on Netflix. Um, watch Hell's Kitchen. Uh, season nineteen on Amazon. If you get Aaron a chance. Ramsey, yeah. Bruv, Gordon Ramsay. I said Aaron Excuse Ramsay. Excuse me. Gordon Ramsay. I was just at that Welsh connection there. I just keep thinking of the old Arsenal Don. Juventus Don. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, bruv. I watch a, a lot of cooking shows. You just watch. watch you just love TV shows. Ki- kitchen you? Nightmares, Hell's Kitchen, One Division, um, The Mandalorian. Watch the Night Stalker documentary on Netflix. I've got The Circle with Emma Watson and Tom Hanks. That's not it, is it? That's a film that came out in 2017. I'm talking about The Circle US. But um, it's on Netflix. Um, watch the Night Stalker documentary on Netflix. Um, I think it's four parts. Very interesting. A lot of true crime stuff is um, is uh, popping at the moment. I also watch Murder on the Beach. That's too much for me to remember, man. Bro, listen back to the podcast, man. It's there. It's on wax. So, all right. If if you just had to just one minute, like I'm gonna watch one. Oh, watch the watch the Night Stalker. Night Stalker. Night Stalker. What's that? The Night Stalker. It's about a serial killer. I don't know if I want to watch serial killer things. It might give me nightmares. Bro, if this world's horrible enough, don't worry about it. Night Stalker. I feel like I've had enough stalkers to last last a lifetime. I really want to watch a TV show about. About it, the hunt for a serial killer. It was kind of weird. Uh, just, uh, just on that, just the way it was stylized. I don't, know if, don't know if you've seen it, folks. But if you're gonna watch it, watch it. The oh, way yeah, it was stylized, up. it kind of threw me off a little bit because, like, they're trying to make it a bit too cool. And I was like, we still have to appreciate the fact that he was a absolute psycho. Is this based on a true story? Yeah, yeah, I know the geezer. Not personally, but <laughs> definitely. A yeah, I used to play basketball with him back in the days, my mate. Yeah, man, they're definitely um, worth watching. He had a killer free throw. Yeah, some of these people were yeah mad back in the day. But yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it for me. TV. That's what, that's what we need to watch. Circle, Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen Nightmares, and um, One Division and Night Stalker. Yeah, I'm gonna do Night Stalker after I've done WandaVision. Big up, man. Thanks for coming on, Ryan, man. It's always nice to have you about and part of the squad. Yeah, man, sometimes. Shout out to you. I know you got stuff to do, you know. you got to look after your family. I'm good. I care. So BRB are doing. I actually need to retire from the podcast, man, because everyone's a dad apart from me. So I'm like the odd one out now, isn't it? So really, I just need to take a back seat. We need to get a new presenter in. That is a pops. So he can talk that father talk that you, man, are all going to talk. Just find a BM, man. It's easier said than done, bro. No, it's not. Stop yes, being so picky, blood. I'll find you all right now. Nah, because you don't Do want... You want to look a, like a shanty? You don't want a crazy chick. You don't want a chick that's like all manipulative and, and trying to fuck you over. You don't want a gold-digging chick that's just trying to get your money. That's too late for me, then. You, there's so many types of 
types of women out there that are bad for you. There's like literally witches out there, like brewing eyes of Newton, frog's legs and shit like that. Like, so you don't want a woman serving you up some madness. You get me? So you have to be selective, brother. If you want a happy life, you have to be selective. Your baby mom isn't any old chick. She's a down ass chick. She's a good girl. And hey, you're lucky hey, that hey, you hey. have somebody like this that. Is lucky you have somebody like that in your life and i just need somebody like that that's going to be down for me somebody that's got my back that's what i need in it not any random bloody Teresa, deborah and harriet all right well shout out to somali women um shout out to eritrean women shout out to white women uh this has been episode (laughs) (laughs) i'm going man Safe everyone. Episode eight five. That's right. Listen, go listen to Don't Be a Dick as well. I chat shit on there sometimes. No, don't listen to it. Dead podcast. <laughs> Come through, man. No, no, yeah. Hollow at them. Hollow at all of them and them. Um shout out to DBAD. Um, you know where to get us at beer at Brants on the social media. It is your boy Cal Serious, man like Ryan, who's pretty much left the building. And we out. Great.